on today's show. I've got three trade back ideas for the Mavericks in the draft, and I've got three players I do not want the Mavericks to trade for. Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day. And comment anything below. In the comment section, let us know who is one player you don't want the Mavericks to trade for under any circumstances. I am fascinated to see what this list will end up being. Uh, If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, and uh, talk to us one-on-one. You get text from us. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. Joining me, multiple-time guest, friend of the show, slightly biased. What you got for me? Oh, you know, just the regular degular. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> waiting on the Mavs to do something poking them with yep. a stick I'm scared but I'm excited uh this is we're recording this on Friday it's posting on Sunday morning or like late Saturday night and uh odds are the Mavericks will do something and then we'll, we'll sound very, very stupid very real chance <laughs> very real chance very it'll stupid. involve somebody in this video too um I got three trade back ideas three and a half I've got like a, an, a bonus one at, at the end I've got I'll, 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 I'll run by them I'll run by right. slightly biased. And then I've got three players off of your video that you do every year. The uh, players you don't want the Mavericks to trade for. I've got three players. I'll run them by you and see what you think about them. Uh, okay. And we'll do that. Well, that's what we'll do today. All right, let's start here. I got some trade back ideas and I'll start, I'll throw them at you. And this comes from, I think the Mavericks are going to try to trade back or they're at least, we know they're trying from the athletics, Sam Bassini, Tim Cato, Shamsharania, all these sources coming together for these mock drafts quote, not many sources around the league currently believe this pick will stay in Dallas. The Mavs seem to be exploring several different options from trading down in the draft to trading out and acquiring a player who can help now. The goal for Dallas seems to be to add further depth and for the Mavs have several different ways they can accomplish that goal from this spot. They also had the rumor recently about John Collins and the 15th pick from Atlanta. We talked about that on yesterday's show, so you can go check out that one. And so I've got some other trade trade offers to, to try and throw at you. Let's start with the Pelicans. They've got the 14th pick. Okay. Pelicans... The Pelicans send Jonas Valanciunas, Garrett Temple for salary. He's only got one year left. And the 14th pick for Davis Bertans and 10. Pelicans get off of some salary. They get their chance at maybe Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, who I think would be really good for them. They need that kind of connector type point guard type player. Yeah. And Kaysen Wallace, who I think would also be really great for them. Him and Kaysen Wallace and CJ, I think would be a good backcourt. Uh, they've needed some kind of point guard like that. So they can get any one of those players at 10. The Mavericks, they get a center in Jonas Valanciunas. He's only signed for one year, so some kind of stopgap. You could probably still get Derek Lively at 14. If not, then you're getting like a, a Leonard Miller or a Bryce Sensabar or uh, Kobe Bufkin or, you know, somebody like that at that point. Thoughts on this trade back idea? Um, interesting. I, I think I would definitely do this, actually. I think the Mavericks, Mavericks are getting the best player in the trade. A year left on Valanciunas. Rebounder. Would, would be a nice offensive fit next to Luca. Defensively, I'm a little bit still concerned. But, I mean, if the idea would be, okay, hey, Lively will be there at 14. Right. We can draft Lively. He doesn't have to play, you know, 30 minutes a night immediately. 
and he can sort of just develop a little bit. Valanciunas can carry like you know the bulk of the load, and then in, in year one, yeah, okay, I think I would do this. This is a trade though that I would only do as I'm on the clock. Right. This this is one where you're like, okay, I think I know what the rest of the, how the rest of the draft is going to shake out, and it's only contingent on if Lively is available there. Because I'm not I'm not as excited about the rest of these guys, and maybe maybe other people are, and they're like yelling at me like Leonard Miller would be right there. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, he looks exactly like Travis Kelsey, but Jonas Valanciunas is not the sexiest name, like the sexiest player to, to, to come to Dallas. He's he's right on the edge of center that I would take on the Mavs, and I would be like, all right, that's an upgrade for sure, but I'm just not, I don't feel like that great about it. Like there's a bunch yeah. of other guys above him that I'd feel great about. Uh, I mean, he, Lucas Stans would love it. <laughs> he he's just added a three recently. He's shooting like 36% from three the last three years. So he yeah, does. Wasn't he like leading the league in shooting at one point? Last year? <laughs> he adds, he adds, a you know, there's a little bit of, of shooting there, but yeah, the rebounding, the, he adds a little bit of a post element. The Mavericks have not had yeah. ever, or I guess since, since Dirk, <laughs> but like yeah. a post-up game that, that just nobody has had. He also is a player, a center that you can bring in and you can bench. Like you don't need yeah. to, you don't need to play him 35, 30 minutes a night. You actually don't want to do that. You want to play him a certain amount. And if you can get lively, then it, with the 14th pick, which I think that they'll be able to do. I've seen some mocks take have the the uh, the Pelicans take lively at at 14. But with this trade, you get off of Davis's contract, which it's not that bad. But you get off of it and get get a, a player back for him that is playable, which is a positive. You get off of Davis's contract. You get a young player in Lively that you're excited to, to develop and maybe he can play day one or maybe he can just play a little bit. And Jonas Valanciunas. So you fix your center rotation and you get off of Davis's contract. Like you do all that stuff. And I think it, it, it checks a bunch of boxes for him. I'm not sure on the Pelican side of this, if they're just like betting on Jackson Hayes, they've also, they're also kind of up against the cap in this one. But what do you think about this from the Pelican side? See, okay. One of the reasons why I'd maybe be hesitant if I'm the Mavs. I think the only reason the Pelicans would do this is if they're like, okay, Anthony Black's at 10. This is our. This is like the final piece we need for our roster. Valanciunas, we're not going to pay him. Whatever we can trade him, and then my question would be: If you're Dallas, do you want to help out a division rival like that? I know that's like a a mundane thing. Like I don't really care that much about that stuff. But the like that's the only way the Pelicans would move up in this scenario. I think is like because they're giving up the best player in this trade. They're taking on the worst or the lesser of the contracts in this trade, or the worst contract in the trade, right? To move up four spots, the only way they do that is like, okay, Anthony Black will be gone for sure by fourteen. We need him; he's the final piece of our team. Something to think about. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Yeah, uh, on the Pelican side, I'm not sure why they would get rid of Jonas, but I, I talked to Jake Madison, Lockdown Pelicans, about it and talked about this kind of framework, and he said, "Oh yeah, that's something that they would think about doing." So it sounds like they are you know, willing to move on maybe from, from Jonas. And, and do yeah, I mean, that. I can see them moving on from him for sure. Last year of his deal. Another one I've got. We did the Collins trade yesterday. So let me do Atlanta and this other one that, that Jake Fisher has apparently talked about as well. Capella and the 15th pick for Davis Bertans and 10. You could also put in Tim Hardaway and 10 if, if the, the Hawks want a, a playable player at that point. We've talked about, but the contracts are different. We've talked about the Hawks a lot. They're up against it when it comes to salaries and the cap. They need to save some money. So, Going from Capella to Davis Breton saves them a ton of money in the next couple of years because he's making twenty the next you know the next two years basically, and Davis is only making five next year. That's a, that's a huge savings for them. They've got Dejounte Murray's free agency to worry about coming next season. What do you think about this trade? Oh, this would be a no brainer for me. I I, th- I would do this regardless of who's at ten, honestly. Because you because you like Capella that much more than Jonas Valanciunas. 
Yes, uh, yes. I, I like Clint Capella. I think he fits like a glove on the Mavs. I, I would be a little bit concerned because he's definitely – he's taken a few steps back. Uh, but he's still a good player. I mean, a great rebounder, a great shot blocker, rim runner next to Luka. Like, it would work really well, I think. So, I, I would be in on this. And you're only moving down five spots. It's not like you're trading out of the first entirely. Like, you could still get a really solid player at 15. Uh, and who knows? Maybe even someone that you were looking at at, at 10 falls to 15. You don't really know, but – the rebounding they would add with Capella would just be, I don't know if we as Mavericks fans would be prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, it would literally change the dynamics of the team entirely. The rim protection would be awesome. I think he's a better rim protector and rebounder than than, than Valanciunas. He's not as good of a, a, post, a post player and post scorer and all that. So that's the big difference there in this trade. Uh, and he's also making $5 million more this year, and he's making $20 million next year, whereas Jonas Valanciunas is expiring. But yeah, I love this trade, especially Davis. But if they did it for Tim, I could I could understand it. That, that that doesn't save the Hawks as much money, so I think they wouldn't be. But with the Hawks, they get off money. They could possibly get Taylor Hendricks, which I think would be a great pick for them. Uh, yeah. Anthony Black, Kaysen Wallace, somebody like that. Uh, a shooter like Grady Dick, maybe. Um, they could also, and then the Mavericks get a center. They could probably still get Lively at fifteen. Who knows? Uh, but you still get you still get a young player, and you fix your center rotation with at that point. I, yeah, I like this that. Is one. A, this is a no-brainer for me. I would definitely do it. Okay, in our locked on mock draft, Rylan Styles, friend of the show, uh, made a trade as the Oklahoma City Thunder with the Jazz to try and they traded up like three spots to go from where they are at twelve to nine, and he traded a future first. What if they did that with the Mavs instead? OKC trades and Taylor. Let's say Taylor Hendricks falls to them, and they they really like Taylor Hendricks. They trade ten for the 12th pick and then just a future first, which is like the most ambiguous phrase you can say for the Thunder because they have a ton of future first, but they're also not giving up a a ton because to them, they're not as gold as they are to the Mavericks. They have so many, but it would be really helpful for the Mavericks to have two first round picks, not not necessarily this year, but one this year and then one upcoming. What's your thoughts on a trade like this? (sighs) I guess I'd have to see how the the draft, like how the draft goes because – I don't like looking around at the guys around 12. It's like, all right, do I want to take a stab at like a Leonard Miller or like, let's say Lively's gone too. Like, are we just going to go? I don't think Lively will be gone by 12, but Kobe Buffkin, who I love, by the way, I'll just keep going to Kobe. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense on the Mavericks, but I'm a big Kobe Buffkin. That's your, that's your go-to. What if they get this guy? Pick? But, uh, you know, I think I would probably do this. Like you get a first round pick that you can play around with. Yes. And um, depending on what year it is, like, wouldn't that help you tremendously with the stipend rule too? The step, yeah, the step in role where you can't step-y. trade in, in yeah. you know, back-to-back drafts. Yeah, it, it could. And so they get to d- decide which one they get. For OKC, what if they're like, all right, Taylor Hendricks is dropping because Bilal Koulibaly or somebody jumped up. Like, all right, we got to go get him now because he's going to get taken by somebody. And then they draft him, uh, which is who the I think the the uh, the Thunder end up taking in our draft is, is Taylor Hendricks. And so, yeah, I think this one could be on the table. Like, that, that one that one makes sense because the, the Thunder have just have so many picks. Yeah. I could definitely see the Thunder doing that. I think I, I read somewhere they've like moved in the draft like four years in a row or something <laughs> crazy like that. Like they well, are always doing something in the draft. So, well, they, yeah, I can see this. They've already made a trade. They made a trade during the NBA finals to move picks around. Uh, coming up, I've got one more from the Brooklyn Nets. Actually, I've got one and a half more from the Brooklyn Nets. We'll go through that, and then I'll give you three players I wouldn't want to trade for under any circumstance. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the app that helps you get to the places to see the things that you want to see. Game Time has all the tickets available for you. They'll show you your view from your seat and all that stuff. Right now, 
AT&T Stadium, FC Barcelona at Real Madrid coming in July. They've got tickets for that. That seems awesome. Uh, they've got Nickelback. Look at this graph. They've got it all set up for for Nickelback coming in July. They have Metallica, uh, Logic, all kinds of different events that you can check out. Lots of Rangers games on here. All kinds of sporting events they'll have covered for you. Again, go check out Game Time when you're there. Make an account. Use the code LockdownNBA. You'll get $20 off your first purchase on Game Time app. Again, use the code LockdownNBA. It's Game Time. Download the app. Create an account. Use the code. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show, and being an everydayer. We appreciate you guys, each and every one of you. Let's. I got a few more trade-back trades, and then we'll go through the players that I don't want the Maps to, to trade for. Brooklyn. Here's my here's my half one, my half-baked one. What if Brooklyn is just like, we'll trade 21 and 22 for 10? Just straight up. You get We'll get the 10th pick because we want a better talent, but you get two first-round picks. You get two shots at it where you can get, the Mavs can basically get two of Noah Clowney, Dariq Whitehead, Jame Jaquez, maybe Leonard Miller, Isaac's favorite, Omax Prosper, uh, Ryan Rupert, like they, they decided to, they want to James Naji or maybe lively even falls to 21 for some reason. Like you can get two of those guys and develop them. No, you're, you're out. You're, you're not going to, you wouldn't do that at all. No, 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 no way. Not for two shots at it. No, no chance. I think the talent gap between 10 and 21 is significant. It so is. It feels that way in this draft. It is. There's also another thing too, about a, Pretty much most of those guys going that you mentioned are like most of them are considered big time prospects and like like projects. Sorry. And, you know, every draft pick is. But Mavericks, they don't have time to sit around and wait for like, a, you know, one of those guys three years from now to turn out to be good, like a Leonard Miller or something like that. Yeah, it's just an interesting one that if you fall in love with some of these guys, you're like, all right, I'll, I'll take two guys to try and fill out our roster and said maybe they do a trade where it's like they have to trade Tim. And and uh, Reggie Bullock or Tim and Maxi or somebody like that. Like they have to do trade two rotation players to get one to, to fill out the center spot. Then you're like, all right, well let's let's try and fill it out with some younger under contract guys yeah, because of this that. new CBA. That's the way I would talk myself into it. But I, I'm 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 in love with too many of these guys at ten at this point for me for me to really want to do this. I it, w- it would be another one too where let's just say the top nine goes it, like the worst possible scenario for you. I don't know what the Mavericks big board looks like, but the worst possible scenario for their big board. And they're like, Oh God, we don't even like any of these guys then. Okay. I would understand it, but I highly doubt that happens. Like somebody's going to reach for somebody in the top nine. Yeah. Well, in our, in our locked on mock, uh, uh, Philip Rossman Reich of the <laughs> locked on magic picked Grady Dick at six. And that really threw, that threw everything off. And we had a trade set. I see that happening. We had a trade set and everything. And he ended up doing that. And we were like, what the heck? And so who knows? Like stuff like that could happen. And it feels like every year somebody does go higher, like you said. Okay, that yeah, was my half-baked so. one. Here's a fully baked one. Brooklyn gets Davis Bertans in the 10th pick. The Mavericks get Royce O'Neal, Dorian Vinny Smith, and the 20 are in their, their number 22 pick. So they still trade back. They get two wings. Mavs get Davis. Here's the reason for Brooklyn. They got to get off some money if they want to re-sign Cam Johnson. They've just got to move some of these guys. They're not going to be able to move Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen for them. That's that's a bad contract. We talk about Davis is like, he's not as yeah. terrible of a contract. Ben Simmons is yeah. bad. Horrible. Brooklyn has a chance to get Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, Cason Wallace. They get one of these young guys they can actually build around. Because you look at some of their young talent. They've got like Nick Claxton and, and uh, 
Cam Cam Thomas, but like Mikael Bridges is not that young. Cam Johnson's yeah. not that young. They don't have a ton of young talent you would think a rebuilding team would have. For the Mavericks, then you can get um you get two wings, which you desperately need, and then you can get one of Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, Jaime Hawkes. You can get James Nachi to, to develop uh Omax Prospero, which is Isaac's favorite guy in the draft. Like you get one of those guys. What are your thoughts on this trade? So I, I'm so confused by that. I've read so many different things. It, can Dorian Finney-Smith be traded to the Mavericks? I think he can be. It has to be in the new, the new, the new league year. Yeah, because that's what I thought too. But anytime I bring something like this up, everyone's always like, "No, no, no, this can't happen." But I, I read so many different things. We've seen we've seen draft night trades though that are set in stone on draft night, and then yeah, they right. they don't happen until like the new year happens. So I think it, it would have to be like that. The thing that I don't get is is Dorian Finney Smith worth multiple firsts or one first or because Royce O'Neal, I think they're just gonna waive him because he's non guaranteed. They're gonna try to get some something out of him. But they've got to they've got to save some money, and I think he's the yeah. easiest one for them if they just want to just save money there. My my thing with these reports, like oh this te- this team was got offered this many picks. One, we don't know what those picks look like, but also two, there are so many teams with just like an overabundance of draft picks. Yeah, that those draft picks might be terrible, and we're talking about the tenth overall pick here. Like this is a this is a good this is why I was team we needed because there was like a contingent of Mavs fans who are like well. I'd rather have the future first, like to play around with the trades. I'm like, dude, the 10th overall pick is going to be more valuable immediately. Uh, God, this is another one of those where I have to see how the big boards fall. But I think I would probably do this. You get two like serviceable wings, Dorian's back and you still get it for, uh, you still get a draft pick. So yeah, you, you trade back and for the, you know, for the nets, they trade up and that, uh, so, but I don't know what Dorian's worth. Maybe they think Dorian's worth more. I, there was a rumor recently that he was worth two first, so they got an offer for two first yeah, for him. Yeah, that's why I brought that up. I saw that too. But he didn't play that well for the Nets. <laughs> Wouldn't somebody no, look at I that mean, and be like, all right, maybe Luka just made him a really good player. For the Mavericks, you get two wings. So if you can do – if you get Reggie Bullock, Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Josh Green, that's a good wing rotation. Like you feel yeah, really tall. good about walking into a season with those guys. Uh, and then maybe you take 22 and, and Tim and you go get a center. Like maybe, it, maybe you can still do that at that point if you don't want to pick somebody. So that would mean the Kyrie trade was Kyrie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, Kyrie for Dinwiddie and moving down 12 spots. Like that would be tremendous. Or I guess the 29th. For, and uh, you get 29. off Davis. <laughs> and you get off Davis too, yeah. Yeah, I think I would do this actually. It does make some sense to me. I don't know that I don't know that Brooklyn does that deal. Depending on what they think about Dorian, they would have to love somebody top ten. Like that's right, that's how all right. these trade ups are. Like they because right. like then that's when it's conceivable. Because the the Rockets gave up three firsts for eleven last year. Like if a team falls in love with somebody, they'll they could give up a lot. Right. All right, let's move on to three players I wouldn't want to trade for under any circumstance. I didn't watch your full video this year, so I didn't want to spoil it for myself. You can tell me if you yeah. had these guys. Player I wouldn't want to trade for. First one that came to mind to me. Nurkic. Oh, he wasn't. He was an honorable mention of mine. I didn't. I didn't dive deep into him. He's when I talked about the the maybe it's a Mendoza line. I think I'm, I'm going to call it the Valanciunas line of centers that I would want on the Mavericks and centers I would not. He's below the Valanciunas line. Valanciunas is the cutoff. <laughs> Valanciunas is the cutoff for me. Um, Nurkic, sixteen point eight million dollars next year. Eighteen point one the year after that. 19.4 million the year after that. And like he can be serviceable, but he, he's best as a, like a hub where you, you give the ball to him and he makes decisions and passes and like kicks out to Lillard. That doesn't play in Dallas. Like that, it just, it just wouldn't work at that point. Uh, yeah. And so, man, he's also missed the last four years, 30 games, 26 games, 35 games. And he missed 66 games uh, 
it, uh, you know, uh, like in the the shortened bubble, like the year before the bubble, twenty twenty. Yeah. That's a mess. That's a mess. I don't want any part of that. No, I I agree wholeheartedly. That contract was so baffling. I was just like, who is like, who are they competing against in the open market for Nurkic to give him this contract? A horrible contract. Not what the Mavs need at all. Um, I mean, a great rebounder. I'll, I'll, I will give him that. Sure. Yeah. If, him and Valanciunas had some absolute brawls at, in the bubble. Was that him and Valanciunas? Those rebounding games where they each had like 20 rebounds? Uh, that was crazy. But I, like you said, just his strengths wouldn't even really be maximized here. And no. his weaknesses are the exact thing the Mavericks need. So imagine a big plotting, like slow footed center in the Mavericks switching rotation defense. Like, yeah, like uh, did we, didn't we just do this with Christian Wood and we all hated it? <laughs> Well, Christian Wood is a much better athlete and like mover and yeah, more sure, mobile. Yeah, this would be worse. <laughs> and he's under contract for three more years. All right, another one. This is, I'm cheating a little bit, but it was talked about. And the Mavericks are reportedly not interested in this player. D'Angelo Russell. No, yeah, this was- can't, can't do it. Like in any kind of sign and trade with Kyrie or whoever, like it just can't be the player that comes back. To me, no. he he is a guard that, Will help you during regular season games. He'll go off. It's, he's like a weird. He's like I'm playmaking Tim Hardaway Jr. Well, at times he'll, he'll get yeah. hot and go off, and then if he's off, it's just so brutal for your team. I'm out. Yeah, I said he was. He was in my video, and mm. I said he would like non consensually suck my in- fandom of basketball out of me if I had to watch <laughs> him on my favorite team. Like I, he like I don't want my ball handler to not be. I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, but not be like, <laughs> what do you think his mom's watching the basketball? Like, I'm sorry, but I watched anytime I watch Angel Russell play, there are games, like you said, where he he's going off and it's his heat checks are pretty crazy, but he, he will heat check when he's ice cold. <laughs> like, that's the thing I, I kind of respect about Tim is he'll be like, all right, my shot's not falling. Like maybe I stopped shooting. Angel Russell's like, no, they're going to start dropping. One of the most fun moments in summer league, maybe summer league history, was when he hit a game winner and he runs into the crowd and he does the ice in my veins, like, <laughs> like hits his like. It was such an amazing moment. And when he gets to do that in an NBA game, it still is super fun. So as a fan, you'd like, you'd want to root for him. In those times, you'd, you'd be really excited for him. But it's a lot of headaches and a lot of. I mean, also too, just to make the sign and trade work for Kyrie, he would have to do like a three year, yes, twenty plus million something deal. It would be disgusting. Yeah, and I'm just not. And no it, even if it was like for Tim, they're like, all right, let's get some shooting and and like swap him yeah. in, in that way. I'm not. I no. wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. I would rather have Tim. Yeah, same. That's just. I'm okay, my last one. This one is not really possible, but I, I combined three players. I've also cheated on this one. <laughs> combined three. Any kind of forty million dollar offense, I'm out on. If you if you make forty million dollars in a single year and you just only play one end of the court, I'm out. Bradley Beal, I'm out. Zach Levine, I'm out. Cat, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, I'm out. Tobias Harris, I'm out. Like the forty million dollar, the forty million dollar only offense guys, I'm yeah. all out on. I will say this though, Tobias Harris, you could convince me if if the Mavericks are helping facilitate something and Tobias Harris is coming in, and I don't even know how the salary would even make sense, but salary is going out for the Mavericks. You could convince me because I am still to this day a Tobias Harris defender, and I will always be. I think he's much better than he gets credit for. Beal, I agree. I, I don't. I've seen people say it for the Mavs. I don't even. How does that even make sense? Luca, Kyrie, and Beal. If if Kyrie makes a max, it would be one hundred and thirty million dollars. That's that's four million off the salary cap. Yeah, for but three if players. Saying like, how is this even a conversation? No, but I ha- I have seen people say it too. But it's just like uh, Zach Levine. 
there's just something that scares me a tiny bit about him and his connection like <laughs> as a person as a person no not as a person i'm saying his connections to uh just Nico harrison and stuff there's something a little spooky about zach levine that could i see him in a maverick's jersey yes would it make sense at all no not in, not in the slightest and cat yeah no chance whatsoever we were talking about it before we went live like there's something going on up there <laughs> If you if you're in on Cat before and you're like, why would the Mavericks not consider Cat? He'd be such an upgrade to our front court. Go listen to the Patrick Beverly pod. Just listen to yeah. him talk about how his his Timberwolves winning in the play in and making it last year was better than the Nuggets winning the title this year. You're like, okay, I'm I'm yeah. I'm out logic braining myself in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. is, what's anti galaxy brain? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's where he went brain. with that logic. Oh yeah, my like, gosh, yeah. Tobias, the delusional stuff is cool. That stuff is okay. This guy really might be a loser. God bless him, but the loser <laughs> mentality on the floor. He's obviously an NBA player making forty million dollars a year. He's not a loser. Yeah, he's, but he's, just in terms of other NBA players, mentality wise, compared to the other like fifteen guys making forty million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great contract. Tobias is the one I threw him in at the end, like last second, because I thought of him. But but just for Luca, Kyrie, and and Tobias to be making. What it would be, good lord, one hundred and sixty million dollars. Like, oh yeah, it would be disgusting this year. But he's expiring. One hundred twenty million. Be the, it would be one hundred twenty million dollars. I can do math. That's the difference between him and all those other guys. Where right. he's expiring at least. Yeah, you at least have that. So, Cat's got his whole contract ahead of him, right? I don't even know if that's kicked in yet. Oh my gosh, the the Timberwolves are gonna are gonna go through it. Get your calculators out, Wolves fans. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be rough. You guys are going to be filling every single rule of the new CBA here in a bit. They're going to be the experimental team. Go check out Slightly Biased on Twitter and on YouTube and all over the place. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Isaac will be back. We'll go through rumors and all kinds of stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Peace. Boom.